Hello, world. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Everyday Folks Radio Podcast. I'm Billy B.J. Jones, your host. On this show, we celebrate incredible creatives, everyday folks, individuals, and of course, others in the like, entrepreneurs who are doing extraordinary things or making extraordinary contributions in the world. I especially love when we talk to our creatives because I get to talk to my tribe, the folks who contribute and share the things that they do in, in a myriad of ways. So if any time you'd like to reach us, even after this podcast, we'll provide those means thereafter. But our everydayfolksradio.com website is one of several places in order to do that. And today, I am especially proud to invite my colleague, Cheryl Bass. Cheryl Bass holds a master's degree in social work and has studied child development. She uses these insights to inform her picture book writing. Cheryl also holds a master's degree in journalism and is currently working in public relations. Her goal is to produce lighthearted rhyming stories with gentle themes of teamwork and friendship. Cheryl resides just outside of Chicago, Illinois with her husband and two terriers. It is with great pleasure that I invite you to the show and to Everyday Folks family, Cheryl Bass. How are you today, Cheryl? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. It is a delighted, truly an honor. And I wanna share this with, with, with our listeners. Cheryl has an impressive background and an impressive uh, product here, folks. And so I'm especially excited because this is really a moment for me to make a new and amazing connection with another creative. So Cheryl, in your incredible journey, by the way, I want to salute you on your background. I have a background in journalism as well, too. Mm. So when I saw that, I said, yeah, Cheryl, this <laughs> is so awesome. But we're, but we're here for more than that. You have an incredible work that you've been working on. It's called Children's Rhyming Picture Book, which offers important lessons for today's kids. It's it's just phenomenal. And my heart and, and salute to you for all incredible creatives like you who do the work that really touches our posterity, our our children. You know, the ones who are going to be inheriting this world and making other creative opportunities and contributions. So it's probably obvious to ask this question, but I want to still ask it because I think it's important. Who or what inspired you to write your work? Well, it's kind of uh, a wild story. So my book is called Baby Dragon's Big Sneeze. Mm -hmm. And it's a rhyming children's picture book for kids ages three to seven. And about 13 years ago, I was just walking down the street and mm -hmm. I had a really big sneeze. And then I had the ridiculous thought that, well, it's a good thing I'm not a dragon because if I if I were, this would have done a lot of damage. And then I sort of chuckled to myself and thought, oh, well, that sounds like a children's picture book. And so I went home and I wrote it and I kind of put it in a drawer, didn't really do anything with it. Mm -hmm. And then a few years ago, I tried getting it traditionally published and that was not successful at all. Um, mm -hmm. I had sent it to, gosh, numerous um publishing houses, but also uh, um, agents, literary mm -hmm. agents. Mm -hmm. And throughout doing this, um, some of them didn't like it because it rhymed. Uh, certain certain things go in and out of fashion in the publishing world. And, and a lot of, uh, I guess, rhyming is not as popular now as it was like in Dr. Seuss kind of days and, and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and And then also another reason that I think it wasn't as successful with traditional publishing houses is um, publishing houses say it's you know one of the top five or whatever and they have maybe a spot for 10 picture books in a year um 
a new trend that's been happening over the last three to five years is a mm-hmm. lot of famous people seem to be writing children's picture books. Yes. Jimmy Fallon and, you know, all of these late night uh, hosts mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. Witherspoon and Mariah Carey, and um, they've all written children's picture books. And if a publishing house only has, say, 10 spots in a year for a children's picture book, they're going to go with somebody that has the name recognition that's going to be a guaranteed bestseller rather than going with someone who's an unknown like me. Mm-hmm. Very good point. Um, well, I'm sorry. That was a very good point. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah. So, um, so that's why I, I decided to ultimately um, go with self-publishing. Self-publishing really levels the playing field um, for so that people like me can get their, their, their books and their ideas out. So um, I I was reluctant to self-publish at first because I thought Mm -hmm. it was, um, you know, that I'd be sitting alone in a room with a big tome, you know, saying self-publishing for idiots or similar. And I'd have to read through this thing and figure Mm -hmm. out what to do. And I'd be Mm -hmm. all on my own. Mm -hmm. But I'm a member um, of the Society of Children's Book Writers and Illustrators Mm -hmm. and Children's Book Insider, CBI. And as a member of those organizations, you get access to free videos about various different topics Mm -hmm. within uh, the industry. And so I was watching one of these videos and it had Mm -hmm. a woman named April Cox and she has a bit um, a company called Self-Publishing Made Simple. And um, what she does is she'll get on a Zoom call with you and she'll walk you through how to upload your uh, manuscript to the Library of Congress to get it copyrighted how to purchase ISBN numbers, which are those little like UPC Mm -hmm. codes Mm -hmm. on the back of the book, all of those kind of things. She walks you through that process. You pay her like an hourly or a project fee and you retain the rights to everything. She has vendors that she works with. So she has reputable editors, um, website designers, illustrators, all of those kind of people. And so I was able to really, she was like my Yoda on this self-publishing journey. Um, and so, so that was extremely helpful. And mm. so, um, so now I've published this, uh, self-published this book in October of, um, 2022. And, um, by the end of this year, I am planning on having a sequel. Awesome. That is super awesome. And what you just said is so true. I teach creative, I teach English composition and literature courses. Mm-hmm. And one of those specialty courses is creative writing. Mm-hmm. And I take the time in my courses, Cheryl, to teach students the art, the the business of publishing mm-hmm. and in sharing with them that, yes, you know, the dream of having that traditional path is always everyone's wish. But mm-hmm. there are other avenues to get your mm-hmm. work acknowledged and to get it in the right hands and the right readership. Mm-hmm. So I salute you for doing that. And to, it, because it really shares, especially for our listeners who are listening, that you can get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, that you said, I, I have other options and you took advantage of it and you mm-hmm. learned and enjoyed the experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. congratulations for you in that. Thank you. But as one could imagine, as you said, you were walking down the street and like we creatives, things come to us all the time at all the most inopportune times sometimes <laughs> of ideas, but we got to capture them. Mm-hmm. So you gave us a little glimpse of your creative process. Mm-hmm. So could we talk a little further about that? What What is your, your writing process like for creating the book? So I have some other um, picture book ideas mm-hmm. and in various stages of development that are not necessarily related to these characters and this storyline. And what I always do is I will sit down at my computer and I will have RhymeZone and thesaurus.com, both mm-hmm. of those open. And I'll toggle back and forth 
because I'd like to rhyme. So um, <clears throat> first I'll come up with sort of an outline of what's going to happen in my story, what I want this, what what the message is going to be, what the what's going to happen to the characters, who the characters are, that sort of thing. Then, um, then I have to figure out a way to tell that in rhyme, which mm -hmm. I love. I love mm -hmm. that challenge. There's a lot of emerging research because since I'm, you know, I also have the social work background. It's a shame to me that rhyming, some people don't, you know, some of the publisher publishers don't like rhyme because rhyming, there's emerging research about how rhyme is very good for children. It helps with language acquisition. It helps them with gain a sense of rhythm. They anticipate what the next word is going to be. They can use context clues, um, you know, and it helps with reluctant readers. So, um, and, and this is why nursery rhymes are so popular with children, you know? Um, so, um, so I really wanted to use rhyme. Um, and now I'm forgetting what your question. Oh, by process. Yeah. Your so process. I, what, yeah. So, so the, the, uh, so I'll have that open for the rhyme zone or, or something similar. And then I'll also have the thesaurus. So if I'm looking for, I'm trying to explain mm -hmm. a scene and I can't find a word that rhymes with the word I'm looking for, then I'll, I'll go to the thesaurus and find another word for that and then try to find a word that rhymes with that. So, um, but then I also go away from it. Um, and so it's not all in one chunk. I don't write a picture book all in one sitting, you know, I'll, I'll write it, um, for lack of a better word, better word, the crappy draft, you know, to get it on the paper, get something um, written. And then it's much easier down the road to go back to it and tweak it once you have something on the page, even if it's not a great rhyme or, it's, you know, um, you don't really like the name of one of the characters or you don't like your description, just get it down and then go back to it, you know, a couple of days later, something like that. So, um so that's that's basically my process. Oh, I love it. I love it. In fact, I every time I ask that question to to authors, it's fascinating how similar our stories are. Mm. And when we have to memorialize our process, we do it so naturally. It's so mm. organic to us that when mm. it's time to crosswalk, it's like, wait a minute, I'm listening now as, as I'm encoding this. And I'm like, wow, I do that too. Mm. And I mm -hmm. do that in a different sense as a short story writer. But mm. we're doing similar things and we're mm -hmm. piecing together the tapest the tapestry of our our, our ideas. And mm -hmm. somehow it just works. It begins mm -hmm. to flow into place and fall into place rather. So thank you for sharing that. Sure. But as as it begins to come together, Cheryl, you begin to see that these these elements, the, the puzzle begins to have this this macro view or picture. So what are a few qualities of this book without giving too much away, of course, we, we mm -hmm. want folks to read it, folks. We would definitely right, right, right. post that link to read it on the site. Mm -hmm. But what are a few qualities about the book that you personally, personally enjoy creating? Well, I like that, um, first of all, that it rhymes. Mm -hmm. I also like that it has a dragon and children, um, you know, a lot of children seem to really like that fantastical kind of mm -hmm. world. Mm -hmm. um, it also has messages, pro-social messages, um, which nowadays people in education are calling social emotional learning, SEL. And it basically, for young children, it's those kind of lessons that um, you want your child to learn um, when they're young, like about sharing and teamwork and accountability, apologizing when you've done something wrong, mm -hmm. um, not making assumptions about others. Uh, and, you know, giving others the benefit of the, the doubt, those types of uh, found family. So a lot of those kind of messages are in my book. 
Um, so I'm, I'm really proud of that as well. I'm also really proud of the illustrations. I had a lot of creative control with that, that I would not have had with a traditional right. publishing house because I'm not a writer illustrator. I didn't illustrate it myself. If I were to have gotten traditionally published, the publishing house would have picked the illustrator. They would have chosen all of the illustrations and I would not have had a say in them. Um, but this way, I worked very closely with the illustrator and, you know, right down to what all of the townspeople were wearing, what the what the dragon looks like, what the little girl in the story is, is you know, doing and the expressions on the dragon's face, you know, in the different scenes and all of those types of things. We went back and forth and that was really wonderful. Um, he's in another country. Um, Prion Animation is Remesh Ram is the illustrator and he mm -hmm. he's with Prion Animation. And so he would email me his um, his illustrations, his drafts and so on. And every time I'd get an email from him, um, it, it was like Christmas, you know, opening mm. the package and what's it going to look like and seeing my characters come to life, how I envisioned them, you know. So that was a really exciting process creating. I was create world building, you know, I was creating yeah. this whole universe. And here it was, you know, coming to life on the page. So that has to be special. I, even yeah. a, a many individual readers don't realize this that especially with children's literature i have several friends who are in in the genre and the things that they tell me that fascinate them about their work is the fact that they get to see it come to fruition mm -hmm. you know the stages and working with artists mm -hmm. because there's a lot of the things that we want our children to do as many of the things you describe in your respective work are also part of the natural things that we do and we we use in order to build these products, these worlds, mm -hmm. these identities called books, right? Mm -hmm. And so in that process, you mentioned already about the things that fascinate you. So now that it's been published, when you open that box and you get your first copy, mm. how did that feel? Oh my gosh, it was really a dream come true. Mm -hmm. um, part of the reason that I, I went back to, uh, I decided to go ahead and self-publish when I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, frankly, was my father was very ill. And um, I really wanted him to have have that to be able to open the pages and look at it. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away September 4th of 2022. And my book was published October 19th. So he never got to see, um, you know, hold the actual book in his hands and see the illustrations in color. He got to see the drafts in black and mm -hmm. white, but not in color. Um, but I was able to dedicate the book to him, uh, had a dedication page and so on. And uh, not, again, in a traditional uh, children's picture book, there's not a dedication page. They don't, that's not normally done. But if I'm self-publishing, I can do whatever I want. And so I had a dedication page and dedicated it to him. Um, but it was it was a really amazing uh, feeling to to have that book in my hands and to to know that I created that. Thank you for sharing your personal story mm -hmm. and my regards to you. And I also share, you know, I six months, six years ago to, to the month, this month, I lost my father as well. Mm. And he did not get the chance to see the second work. Mm. And, you know, in at least in the physical sense. Mm. And so it was, you know, it's such a, a dedication. I too did a similar thing in dedicating mm. the work. And so thank you for sharing that. Mm. You mentioned earlier though, Cheryl, the idea of community with other writers. Mm, mm -hmm. And you mentioned the idea that joining an organization is so important. And mm -hmm. this is this is imperative to our, our readers, our listeners, especially those who are trying to, to publish or doubting themselves mm -hmm. and getting that first work out. 
So mm-hmm. how important was that to you? You mentioned that you mentioned that the videos and there was one person who was your, your Yoda in that process, mm-hmm. but there's so much, there's so many dimensions to that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Joining mm-hmm. a writer's association. Mm-hmm. You remember that first time you joined and, and what was that like compared to where you are from then to today? Like how, how, how do you see your engagement with that community today? Um, I'm definitely very, very engaged with that community mm-hmm. today. And I, I like to, um, when I do these podcast interviews and so on, I like to mention the other people, you know, because it, it really does right. take a village mm-hmm. and um, so many people helped along the way. And, and that's the thing. Self-publishing is a misnomer. It's not, you're not on your own. You're not alone in this. There are, there are so many people who have done this, who are, they're so gracious and so willing to help you. And Facebook, for example, has groups for everything. If you have some rare disease, there's a group for that rare disease so that you can find out treatment options and blah, blah, blah. And it's the same way with self-publishing, with writing, with you know any of that. You can find groups and like-minded people. Um, I actually use two editors for, my, um, for Baby Dragon's Big Sneeze. And um, one of them I found through a Facebook group. The other one I found through... Um, April Cox with her self-publishing made simple. And I ended up using both of them um, because I figured two heads are better than one. So what's better than one editor, two editors. So, um, so yeah, it can be very helpful to find, uh, to find your sense of community. Thank you for sharing that. I recently, a year ago, I joined um, the International Society for the Fantastic in the Arts. Oh, Um, And it's a great organization. And what you're doing, I encourage engagement um, because it gives that international community of engagement. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I only share that, not just plugging the organization, but more so I've only been a member almost a year now. Mm-hmm. And in that one year, I've gained richly. And it's just this hearing perspective from folks, regardless mm-hmm. of their own genres that they're writing for or the industries that they're in, just being in a creative space, it just motivates me. Mm-hmm. It motivates me to want to do my thing and do it well and do it to the best of my ability. So thank you for sharing that because you really truly have built a brand here mm-hmm. and that that really works and it's, it's working for you. And everyday folks, listeners, please, we're going to post that link where you can go and support. So now that you've really created this first work, and by the way, I, kudos on the Celtic background, you know, it warms my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, as a member of the Fantastic in the Arts, it's just, mm. it's, I, I, I just enjoy it. Mm. What's next for you? There's so many things and so little time to do it, Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what's next on Cheryl's agenda? Uh, any any in, insiders or appreciator, a little peek would be appreciated. Right. Well, summer's coming up, so mm-hmm. I definitely want to get out and um, represent my book at booths, you know, at, at local art uh, art fairs and things like that, uh, craft fairs or whatever, just to get out and and uh, try and sell it in person. Um, when the school year starts again, now that we're at the end of the school year, I don't think it's in a, as good a time. So maybe around the fall, um, I might start doing some school visits. Um, but uh, the biggest thing is that I have a sequel in the works. I just today got my first round of edits back from my editor for the sequel. So um, the sequel is hopefully going to come out in time for Christmas. So um, I want to do more with this dragon and uh, and his little community. Well, I can't wait. I, by the way, folks, this uh, this dragon is going to be part of our Jones clan. My my niece, my uh, she'll be two in two months, mm-hmm. and she is quite 
entertaining, quite entertaining. <laughs> and so we're building her library as, as we speak for mm. her growth and development. So mm-hmm. definitely, Cheryl, your incredible works are going to be on her shelf and part of her journey. Oh, so thank, thank you. you for that. And Cheryl, how can listeners stay in touch with you? What are some ways in which people can stay in touch and, and celebrate and support what you're doing? Sure. Well, my website is um, be-kindpublishing.com because I created my own publishing house called Be Kind Publishing um, because all of my children's books are going to have these types of social emotional learning themes. So that's the tie-in and that's why it's Be Kind Publishing. So if you go to the website be-kindpublishing.com, um, you can sign up to be on my newsletter and, uh, what I don't, I don't spam people. I only, um, send emails once a month, if that, and, uh, it's usually about any kind of news, like if a sequel is coming out or I have a product, like if I decide to make a dragon plushie or something of that nature, I'll let people know about, or I win an award or something like that, or I have a podcast interview I want to share with people. That's the kind of thing they'll get in my newsletter. But also in exchange for giving me their um, email address, they get five free downloadable coloring pages that they can share with, they can print out and share with their kids. So that's, uh, that's a a nice thing. So they can reach me through my website. They can also reach me through info at be-kindpublishing.com if they want to email me. Um, I'm on Instagram at be.kind.publishing because they, for some reason, it wasn't doing the dashes or something. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I just did dots. And then on Facebook, I'm at BE hyphen kind publishing, um, BE hyphen kind space publishing. And then I'm on LinkedIn just as Cheryl Bass, M-A-M-S-W. So I'm everywhere. And the book can be found um, uh, not only on Amazon, but on um, walmart.com, target.com, barnesandnoble.com. So, um, so, yeah. And now, if I may also add, dear friend, also mm-hmm. available via podcast so that you could also follow up on these things via iHeartRadio, mm-hmm. Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We want folks to go out there and, and not only just, it's not just getting the book, folks. There is a message here and a message that our children needs. And Cheryl, you are saluted for all that you do and continue to do. And know that you have a home here in, in everyday mm-hmm. folks. <laughs> and you, we love reunion shows. Our, our our listeners love reunion shows. So I am personally interested in seeing where you're at in the next six months or so, even after the release of that next book. Okay. Definitely great. want to be a part of it. And Everyday Folks Family wants to be a part of your release. Mm-hmm. So that way we can also celebrate that work and, and see and carry its mission forward with you. Good great. luck. Good luck thank to you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank I'd you for being come. here. And, and to all of our listeners, Thank you so much for all the love you've been giving, not only me, but all of our esteemed guests and our creatives and our everyday folks here on Everyday Folks for the past seven years, seven mm-hmm. years of, of, of content. So we are nearing, Cheryl, almost we're, we're cl- reaching our 300th episode mm-hmm. in the next 20 episodes or so. And every year and every episode is so special and you've just contributed to that. So thank, thank you, you for what you do and continue to do. Until our next episode, colleagues, thank you so much for listening. Please don't forget to subscribe to Everyday Folks Radio and visit our website because Cheryl Bass and this amazing dragon is going to be published there where you can go and camp on to her website, subscribe to her social media and site and the like so that you can receive all exclusive and updates and content. Until next time, thank you and take care.